Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 166 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about all the big moves made at this year's baseball trade deadline. Let's get right into it and talk about maybe the biggest move of the deadline. The Dodgers made a massive move acquiring three-time Cy Young Award winner Max Scherzer, and they also got all-star shortstop Trey Turner. This is a massive get for the Dodgers. Getting Scherzer basically ensures you that it doesn't matter if or when Trevor Bauer comes back, the Dodgers are going to have a stacked pitching rotation. And getting Trey Turner feels like an absolute luxury. I mean, this is maybe the fastest shortstop in all of baseball. He steals a lot of bases and he's only getting better and better as a player. This was a massive move by the Dodgers. They made another move that I think has gone super under the radar. They added Royals pitcher Danny Duffy. Danny Duffy is the type of player that these big market teams should go after. He has not lived up to the hype because he's on a smaller market team in the Kansas City Royals, but now that he's on the Dodgers, he's going to get run support. The Dodgers are at some point going to benefit from the fact that they have Danny Duffy on their roster. This guy throws 99 all the time. Nobody knows the name Danny Duffy, but come October, you might learn it. While the Dodgers are adding to an already great team, the Yankees are trying to save their season. I am fascinated by these moves the New York Yankees have made made. So far, they have struggled mightily this year, and they added Joey Gallo, who has hit the most home runs by a left-handed hitter since 2017. He's hit 138 home runs, and he's hit 25 so far this season. The Yankees, as a team, all their left-handed batters have hit 22. They also add another left-handed power hitter in Anthony Rizzo, a guy who's won a World Series with the Chicago Cubs. The Yankees, to start out the season, were prohibitive favorites. They had Garrett Cole, they had Aaron Judge, they had Giancarlo Sand, and they did not live up to those expectations. And usually those type of teams don't make moves at the deadline to improve themselves. Usually heavy favorites who are underperforming by the trade deadline become sellers, and the Yankees are doing the exact opposite. They are buying into this team, and there's only one clear-cut way for this to work out for them, and that's for them to make the postseason. I don't know if it's enough for them, but Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo are huge upgrades. They need Aaron Judge to come back and hit a ton of home runs. They need Gary Sanchez to hit a ton of home runs, and they need Garrett Cole to pitch like an ace pitcher. But if all of that comes together, I wouldn't be shocked if the Yankees ended up being a wild card team. I don't see them winning the division at this point. I would kind of be shocked if the Yankees walk out as AL East champions, but I liked what they did at the deadline. A team that has exceeded expectations so far this year has been the San Francisco Giants and what they did at the deadline was they added former rookie of the year and MVP Chris Bryant to the roster. I talked about this team on an episode of the podcast a few weeks ago about how they should go for it at the deadline and that's what they did. This team is here to compete with the Dodgers and the Padres. The San Francisco Giants have just guaranteed themselves at least a trip to the postseason and a real chance at winning this division. They have Buster Posey. They have nice pieces on that roster. 
roster. They have a pitcher in Kevin Gosman who is pitching out of his mind, and now they have Chris Bryant who will be rejuvenated now that he's on a team that's in contention. And that's a team in the Giants that should be in win-now mode because their veteran players are older and this is their last real chance to win. Buster Posey ain't getting any younger. You also have their shorts up, Brandon Crawford. He's not a young player. These are proven winners. Brandon Belt, they have a real chance to compete and the Giants must think that they have a chance to walk away as World Series champs. And adding Chris Bryant goes a long way in making that a reality. Going back to the AL East, the Toronto Blue Jays are clearly a team that is doing everything they can to make the postseason. They added Jose Barrios, who is an ace-level starting pitcher, and they added free-time all-star reliever Brad Hand. And I like these moves for the Blue Jays. Not only do they now have Barrios, they still have Hunjin Ryu, and this is a team that's young talent is exploding. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is having an MVP-type season. You have Bo Bichette, who's a really good young player, along with Kevin Biggio and Marcus Simeon, who is playing at an MVP level right now. I mean, this Blue Jays team should be in contention, and I would not be shocked if they end up making the wild card. I think the Yankees and Blue Jays are trying to make a run at the postseason, and I find that admirable. The New York Mets are also a team that seems desperate to make the postseason. They are right now atop the NL East, and they have added all-star infielder Javi Baez. I love this move. I think this is the best defensive infielder in all of baseball. This is a huge get for the Mets. You now pair him with Francisco Lindor. You have Pete Alonso. It finally looks like the New York Mets have a major league offense. And not only is Baez a good player, he is an exciting player. The type of player that should play in a big market like New York City. This is a huge get for the New York Mets. Now you're going to have to end up paying Javi Baez, but it's going to end up being worth it with him and Lindor. The New York Mets should be in contention not only for this year, but for years to come. In one of the more interesting trades of the trade deadline, the Chicago White Sox have added all-star reliever Craig Kimbrell. The problem is they already have a closer in Liam Hendricks. And in my opinion, Craig Kimbrell is not really good when he is not pitching in a save situation. To have a closer who's not going to be a closer anymore is a dicey situation. I'm not sure I love this trade. I love what the White Sox are doing. I think they are a team that is a legitimate World Series contender, and I do think Kimbrell is having his best season in quite a long time. I understand why they made this move. The White Sox relievers strike out the most batters in all of baseball, and they added a strikeout machine in Craig Kimbrell. It makes sense. I'm just telling you, in my opinion, Craig Kimbrell is not the same pitcher when he's not pitching for a save. He is the definition of a closer. This will be an interesting scenario of how this all works out with the Chicago White Sox because they have Liam Hendricks who is an all-star closer in his own right and right now is a better pitcher than Craig Kimbrell. Both of them are pitching at all-star levels but I think Liam Hendricks would be more accepting of not being a closer so I wouldn't be surprised if the White Sox at some point named Craig Kimbrell their closer because that's all he can be. For me, Craig Kimbrell is a closer 
period. The Brewers, in a move that nobody is talking about, have acquired infielder Eduardo Escobar, who has 21 home runs this season and was an all-star. I mean, this guy is really good. The Brewers have made some really good trades already so far this year. They added Willie Adamas from the Rays. Nobody talks about the Brewers. If Christian Yelich can ever get his act together and go back to playing at an MVP-type level, the Brewers could be in real contention. Jackie Bradley Jr. has been a bust of a signing for them, but I still believe in the Milwaukee Brewers. And for the second straight season, outfielder Starling Marte is being traded, this time to the Oakland A's. I don't understand everyone's hype around Starling Marte. He's an okay outfielder. He's fast. He's good enough defensively, but he is not the caliber player everyone makes him out to be. He joined the Marlins last year. What good was that? Yeah, they made the postseason, but he wasn't that great with the Marlins. I don't think he'll be that good for the Oakland A's. I just think he's a guy who gets traded a lot because he has a decent enough, small enough contract where these smaller teams want him. I don't understand the hype around Starling Marte. Frankly, I think he's overrated. And the Atlanta Braves added some serious power to their roster with Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, and Eddie Rosario. All three of these guys are capable of hitting 30 or more home runs a season. Soler hit a team record 48 home runs with the Royals just a few years ago. Adam Duvall is a masher. That's all he does. He's a home run or nothing. And Eddie Rosario has shown flashes of having power. A few years ago, he had 35 home runs as a member of the Minnesota Twins. The Atlanta Braves are a lot like the Yankees. They're trying to resurrect their season. There were a lot of high hopes for the Braves, but not everything has worked out. I mean, there's a lot of questions surrounding the Braves. This offseason, Freddie Freeman is a free agent. Will he want to remain a member of the Braves? They are trying to compete right now, despite the fact that they're without their best player, Ronald Acuna, who was lost for the season, and they lost Marcelo Zuna to his suspension. They needed to add firepower, and that's what they did. I'm not sure any of these moves are going to work out with them making the postseason, but I liked what they did. Jorge Soler is a streaky hitter. He has hit six home runs in his last nine games. If he comes to the Braves and hits 20 home runs for the rest of the season, this team could be in postseason contention. I want to talk about what the Boston Red Sox did and what they didn't do. I am a Red Sox fan. I find it fascinating what's going on with the Boston Red Sox because I think they are a big market team that right now is acting like a small market team. They did make a move. They added all-star Kyle Schwarber who has 25 home runs this season and I think he's a really good player but my problem is Kyle Schwarber is a streaky hitter and he already went on an amazing streak with the Washington Nationals where he was seemingly hitting a home run every night. So I don't understand acquiring a streaky hitter when he already went through his power streak so far this season and I don't see him duplicating that again this year. The Red Sox needed two clear things at this trade deadline. A starting first baseman and starting pitcher. That's what they needed. They were in on Anthony Rizzo. He ended up going to the Yankees. They were reportedly in on Max Scherzer. I don't believe that. It didn't end up happening. He ended up going to the Dodgers. And instead, the Red Sox walked away with Kyle Schwarber, who is not a first baseman. Yes, he may end up playing first base, but this is a guy who has only played one game at first base in his entire major league career. No one is saying the Red Sox are not a good team, but what people are saying is that when you are a good team or exceeding expectations, it is a good idea to add a big move at the deadline to reassure the rest of your roster that you believe in them. If Xander Bogarts wakes up today and learns that Anthony Rizzo is joining his team, he's going to get 
excited about that. If he wakes up and realizes that Max Scherzer is joining his team, he probably looks at them as World Series favorites, and none of those moves happen. And yes, I understand none of the big moves happen, but there could have been smaller moves to be had. They should have walked away with at least a first baseman who has played the position before and a decent starting pitcher. They cannot rely on Eduardo Rodriguez, and they cannot rely on Schwarber as their everyday first baseman. He has not played the position before. Their trade deadline moves don't make any sense. Heim Bloom is acting like he's the general manager of a small market team when he is in fact the general manager of one of the biggest markets in all of baseball. I talked about it a few weeks ago on this podcast. There were two teams that were exceeding everyone's expectations. The San Francisco Giants and the Boston Red Sox. I told you both of those teams needed to make big moves to make them legitimate contenders. The San Francisco Giants made that move. The Boston Red Sox did not. Here are some of my final thoughts on the Major League Baseball trade deadline. First off, teams outside the playoffs right now believe they have a chance. The Yankees and the Blue Jays made significant moves to make their teams better. Whether or not they're realistic in their expectations of them making the postseason, they at least showed those fan bases they believe they have a chance. And it's surprising, like a team like the Yankees, who were the clear prohibited favorites at the start, to resurrect their team at the deadline is kind of fascinating. I don't know if any of these moves are going to work out. Gallo, Rizzo, I have no idea, but it is fascinating that they were made. And for the Blue Jays, they needed to go for it. This team needs to make the postseason. They have a legitimate MVP in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And they have Marcus Simeon playing out of his mind. Take advantage of the moment. I like that both of these teams believe in their chances. They think they can catch both the Red Sox and the Rays. And they might be right. I mean, the Rays didn't make that big a move. They added Nelson Cruz. That's a nice pickup. And the Boston Red Sox only added Kyle Schwarber. So maybe these moves help close the gap for both teams to compete for the wild card or even the division. Another thing I found really interesting about this trade deadline is there are some star players who are being asked to switch positions. Think about this. There are free all-stars who are being asked to play different positions. So you have Trey Turner going to the Dodgers where he is going to play second base where Corey Seager is there. So Seager is going to be the shortstop. Then you have Javi Baez joining the Mets. Baez will play second base when Francisco Lindor returns. And like I mentioned before, you have Kyle Schwarber joining the Boston Red Sox where he will presumably play some first base. It's kind of rare for a star player to change positions in the middle of a season. Trey Turner is one of the best shortstops in the National League and in the middle of a season, he is going to move to second base. Javi Baez is one of the best defensive shortstops in all of baseball. He is being asked to change positions in the middle of a season and Kyle Schwarber has only played one career game at first base and is going to be asked to play some significant time at first base. Then you have the Dodgers who have put themselves in a prime position to repeat as world champions. Right now, they have four former Cy Young Award winners on their roster and four former MVPs. They have Mookie Betts, they have Cody Bellinger, they have Max Muncy. Their roster is stacked. They have firepower. They are adding Trey Turner, the fastest shortstop in all of baseball. They can beat you in so many different ways. Cody Bellinger, that team is loaded. They are at the very least going to make it to the National League Championship Series and could easily win the World Series. They are the clear favorites. And that trio of pitchers that they have, Clayton Kershaw, 
Max Scherzer and Walker Bueller might be the best trio in all of baseball right now for starting pitchers. If you're a Dodgers fan, you have to love this. This is how you want a team to react. You want them to repeat. Remember, there was a team in LA that won the NBA Finals last year, the Lakers. They did not do enough to repeat. They thought they could win just by bringing the band back together. No, the Dodgers have made significant moves changing their roster and they are in a great position to repeat over the Padres, over the Giants. They're going to win this division probably quite easily. And it's an end of an era for the Chicago Cubs if they have traded their best free players from that World Series championship team. They traded Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javi Baez, and they also traded all-star closer Craig Kimbrell. This was a rough day for Cubs fans and Jed Hoyer. I mean, Theo Epstein leaves and Jed Hoyer takes a job and in his first year, he has to trade all of these icons away. This is going to be a long, long rebuild for the Chicago Cubs and they are left with Jason Hayward who's one of the worst contracts in all of baseball. A rough day to be a fan of the Chicago Cubs. But I'll say this, they blew it up at the exact right time when these players were still wanted by other teams. I remember the Phillies, they won that World Series and then they kept those guys for far too long. They were stuck with Ryan Howard. They were stuck with Chase Udley. They were stuck with Cole Hamels. They did not trade those players at the right time. The Cubs are breaking up the party while other teams still want their star players. So I think this was the right move for the Cubs to do because holding on to these stars for too long puts your team in the bad direction. And my final thought is the New York Mets are finally acting like a big market team now that they have new ownership. They have Jacob DeGrom, their ace pitcher, but now they have offensive weapons to go around it. They have Pete Alonso. They have Francisco Lindor, who isn't playing like an all-star yet, but at some point, he's going to get going, and they just added Javier Baez. The New York Mets are finally acting like they are equals to the New York Yankees. In years past, when the Mets were good, they would not have made a move like this at the deadline. I think it is refreshing that they added Javier Baez. They needed more star power on offense, and that's what they got. Again, this guy is the best defensive infielder in all of baseball and one of the most exciting players in all of baseball. Way to go Mets. I would not be shocked to see the Mets in the World Series for the first time since 2015. This was the best baseball trade deadline in years. Baseball needed this. They needed significant player movement because you're not getting any of this during the baseball offseason, but in this deadline so many big names were on the move. Max Scherzer, Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, the list goes on and on. These big Big names change teams. Player movement gets people interested in the sport. And now all these teams are in contention. They all believe they have a chance at winning the World Series. Even though on paper the Dodgers look like prohibitive favorites. The Giants went out there and they made a move. They added Chris Bryant. Baseball needed this in the biggest way. They've had some controversy this year with the Spire Tax situation. Baseball needs as many good headlines as they can get. And this trade deadline delivers. So many of these trade deadlines are boring because nothing ends up happening. Well, finally, baseball delivered and all the big teams and all the big names made moves. And the best thing about it is some of these moves were so unexpected. Nobody had the Dodgers trading for Max Scherzer. At one point, he was going to the Padres. Nobody had Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees. These moves were unexpected and they came fast. Baseball needs more of this. I hope they get this in the coming trade deadline. 
storylines in the years to come. The end of this baseball season feels a lot like the end of the NBA season. Right now, there is not a prohibitive favorite. All of these teams are in contention. You would not be surprised if a lot of these teams ended up winning the World Series. I wouldn't be shocked if the Mets won the World Series. Of course, I wouldn't be shocked if the Dodgers won the Padres. There are a lot of teams that are legitimate contenders, and they all made moves to improve themselves drastically. What a great trade deadline. If you are not hyped for the MLB postseason, what are you doing? All these teams made moves. Get yourself excited for the MLB postseason because I expect it's going to be just as exciting as this MLB trade deadline was. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.